Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Happy Friday. It is Black Joy Friday. And today is Diciembre Uno. That's December 1st in Spanish. How did we get here? Nobody's supposed to be here. Okay. Nobody's supposed to be here. But it is World AIDS Day. So there are so many people who are still here because there was such a global movement to unite people in the fight against HIV and AIDS. And it's so great to now in 2023 know that an HIV diagnosis is not a death sentence. That is really a huge leap forward and something that we have to continue to applaud. So put on your red ribbons. All right. Now, coming up today. We got Charles Blow. Journalist Charles Blow is going to join us for another edition of For the Record. We're also going to spread black joy all day because that's what we do. We're going to spread it like margarine on toast. Okay. Plus, we've also got, did you ask? Yeah, just the margarine. Margarine on toast. Where am I from? Where am I from? I'm like, I'm like a genteel Southern lady from like Louisiana, maybe South Carolina. I don't know. We've also got my public seals announcement, things I learned this week and the black spin. So many things to do, so much time to do it in and you're going to join us, right? Exactly. So keep it locked right here to listen, laugh and learn at the Amanda Seals show. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. And you know that every Friday we have to bring you an abundance of a story of black Joy. We love black people. But we also love black teachers. So this black joy story is dedicated to the teachers out in Texas because a first grade teacher, Sandra White, in Cedar Te- Cedar Hill, Texas, she discovered that most of her students had never flew in a plane. So you know, she took her imagination and made it happen for them. So she took her class on a simulated trip to Mexico. So check this out. On a pretend trip, Miss White's class was transformed into an airplane and took the young passengers off. So the 46-year-old teacher stepped into the role of a TSA agent and setting up a desk outside. She checked the students in, gave them boarding passes, passports, carry-on bags, all of that. Takeoff time, the students sat in their chairs to the sounds and visuals projecting from YouTube on the screen in front of the class to seem like, you know, an aircraft. Then later they all enjoy, you know, chips and drinks to pretend they're on a plane, which were handed out by Mrs. White acting as a flight attendant. And, you know, then the plane landed and she became a tour guide in Mexico. But that's not the, the, the dope part about this story, Amanda. When Southwest Airlines learned about this pretend trip, they invited all 70 of the school's first graders to a field trip to the corporate campus in Dallas, where they were able to get on board to actual planes. Afterwards, Southwest employees hosted a fiesta complete with a mariachi band and Mexican food for lunch. Uh, it was a whole, you know, party of sorts, a fiesta for the children. And we love it. We love it. The kids need experiences, you know, Mm -hmm. like this is the kind of thing you would never forget. And I really feel like it also just encourages children to travel. And I feel like so often, particularly black children, like they just aren't encouraged enough to like move beyond the borders of their Mm -hmm. neighborhood, of their town, of their city, of their state, of their country. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to teachers being innovative. I watched these videos. She put in time. Okay. This was a commitment. Out her pocket. This was a commitment. If she had a um, donors choose account, I would have definitely said, "Sis, I got you. I got you." Well, that's some black joy for you. Shout out to our educators. We love you and we appreciate you. We got more for you when we get back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. All right, y'all. You know what time it is. Mm-hmm. It's word of the week. It's time to test the folks here at the Amanda Seal Show on the words of the week. And I'm testing y'all too, all right? So y'all out there who are listening, I want to find out, you know, I want you to expand your vocabulary. And in order to do that, we always got to have a little test, a little quiz. Now, I am somebody who is currently 
trying to learn Arabic. And I will mm-hmm. tell you that I use different apps. And the only app that I feel like I really am actually learning something on is Duolingo because they quiz you. Right. And they quiz you, ex- like they keep running it. They keep running it. Like they keep running it. You're just like, why do you keep running it? And I noticed that yesterday, after like, you know, a week of the same stuff, I'm now starting to look at something and recognize it. I don't have to like interpret it in my head. It was like right. I immediately looked at it and I was like, oh, I'm learning. See? Now, have I learned any words yet? No. However, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I, I know sounds and I can read a little bit, et cetera. So that's been pretty cool. But I just say all that to say that there is value in repetition. And mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do right here. We're going to run it, run it, run it to see if these folks got it, got it, got run it. it. All right. <laughs> now, let me know your buzzers for today. Rita Brent, what's your buzzer going to be? Hey, hey. All hey. right. Very simple, but to the point. Hey. Right. All right, DJ Supreme. Top five, dead or alive. Ah! He's bringing it back. Okay, so Jadakiss, that's basically <laughs> all of that. All of that to say, Jadakiss. All right, we got a lot of high pitch, high pitch sounds. So I don't know, Jeremiah, are you gonna round this out? What's your sound? What's your with your uh, buzzer? My buzzer today is Grease Lightning. What could be Grease Lightning? <laughs> we go right, he goes left. Right. Okay. All right. So there we have it. Uh, let's get into the first word. I'm going to give you the word. You're going to give me the meaning because these words are all very different. So I feel like let's just keep it classic. The okay. first word is abnegate. Oh, hey, hey. kiss. <laughs> This is to deny, to deny um, responsibility. You're not taking accountability for something. Yeah. That is correct. I'm dead or alive. There you go. The answer. (laughs) Yes. Abnegate. And that is a verb. We ain't spelling today. We can do do whatever you want to do. (laughs) All right. Let's see. Because that gives you the opportunity to also get points on the board. Okay. So... Someone, oh no, well, hey, <coughs> Supreme gets first dibs at spelling it. Okay, here we go. Um, A B N E G A T E. That is correct as well. That is correct as well. All right, two on the board for Supreme, two on the board for Supreme. The next word is olfactory. Hey, 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 yes, man, yes, Rita Bird. I think this is dealing with your sense of smell. So anything dealing with the sense of smell. And no sense. That is correct. That oh, is correct. No, I'm spelling it, bro. He gets the first shot at spelling. <laughs> I'm spelling, I'm spelling it, bro. It, bro. <laughs> Olfactory. O-L-F-A-C-T-O-R-Y. Yes. Okay. Okay. It is going. Okay. It is not olfactory. It is olfactory. (laughs) Mathematics. All right. The next word will be up on deck when we get back right here to the Amanda Seal Show while I double check that they are spelled correctly. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all, what's up? We are here at the Amanda Seal Show in the midst of a word of the week challenge. We've got Rita Jeremiah with the Bible and DJ Supreme. Right now, Supreme and Rita are on the board. Jeremiah, let's see if you can represent for your generation. All right, okay. the word is going to be given to you. Then you'll give me the definition. Let's run through us one time, though. Run through everybody's buzzers. Jeremiah like the Bible. What is yours? Grease lightning. What could be grease lightning? No idea where you got that from because I feel like you've never seen the actual original film of Grease. I love Grease. I put I ran that tape into the ground as a kid. Really? Wow. Okay. Did you just have to sing Summer Loving? <laughs> By the way, speaking of lyrics, we were talking about lyrics earlier this week. And if you hear the lyrics of that song, you're like, that sounds like a salt on a beach. But uh, there's that. All right, DJ Supreme, what's your sound? <laughs> Thank you, Yonkers representing. And Rita. Hey, hey, Rita, what is the uh, what is what is the origin of your sound? Oh, the juice, man. Yeah, like just the raptors. They like honey, quarter brick, half a brick, whole brick. Hey, hey, yeah, that's it. 
Okay. That, yeah, I was out of the club by then. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into it. The word is disabuse. Hey, hey, hey. Karita, Karita, do my sound. <laughs> All right. Disabuse, I think, is when you try to convince someone that their belief is mistaken. That is correct. Y'all, Rita studied. Rita was like, y'all not going to keep Rita, beating she, you me every right. week. <laughs> you damn she right. She crammed for this. this week. <laughs> she was like, nah, I got time. I'm cramming for this. All right. Can you please spell it for us? Yeah, I can. D-I-S-A-B-U-S-E. That is also correct. All right. So Rita is really molly whopping folks but there's still an opportunity for supreme to tie jeremiah you do not have the ability to win at this point <laughs> but you do damaged. have the ability to at least present yourself <laughs> as somebody who knows these words all right last word is nevish hey hey hey, hey. hey. <laughs> supreme why did you freeze up i was about to say hey i was about to see is she infected me with her <laughs> <laughs> Rita, please tell us the definition of nebish. Nebish, it is a noun, a person who is timid, ineffectual, submissive. Okay? Let's okay. go. Wait a minute. And wait just a minute. To, just wait to, a minute, to bring it on home. We um didn't we say that was a male? It was specific to a gender on that one? A person said- is a male supreme. I mean, oh, in God. the definition, it also said like it can, like it most more most often. But she had to look at like three different definitions to get to that. So I feel like We're gender inclusive on the medicine <laughs> show. I don't know. I think they're discriminating against me. It, <laughs> is that what they're doing? <laughs> Are like, you a nebbish? Call me a nebbish. I'm gonna stand up for myself. <laughs> All right. Well, Rita, spell it for me, please. Okay, uh, today Supreme was a nebbish because he let me win this game. N E B B I S H nebbish. That is right. Rita Brandt takes home her first winner's trophy for the word game. Good job. Good job. You are officially in the mix here at the Amanda Seal Show. You have a blue ribbon. All right, brothers. <laughs> Listen, the women, the sisters, we. <laughs> We're taking the crowns because I definitely won the block quiz earlier this week. So all I'm saying is get in them books, y'all. Get in them books. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals show. And if you find yourself in a situation where you're being a nebbish, you got to tell yourself, nah, I'm not, I'm not one. I'm not one and is. That's like what all the kids say. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. What's up, y'all? It's Amanda Seals. And Jeremiah Like the Bible. And you've reached The, the Amanda, Amanda Seals Show. We love hearing your opinions on the things we discuss. And that's why we love when you give us a call and speak your mind. You know what to do with the beep. Leave that message. I just want to say thank you so much for all the political tea and keeping our family and everybody informed. I would love to work with MLK Unity. I would love for you to come out here in Northern Cali. We're close to Sacramento. How much to get you to talk to the Chico State, sis? You know, we up here in, in Butte County. And we sitting on the commodities up in here, and people don't know it. And the young people don't even understand how much power they have. Of course, they don't want to know they have political um, literacy. Because, you know, the censorship, censorship is real. So, yes, want to invite you from MLK Unity to come up this way. Sacramento, Chico, and let's talk about political stuff for the next generation. That's it. Thank you. We love you. Bless. Thank you, sis. I mean, that was a very like interesting route to get to me because my email <laughs> is on my Instagram profile. Um, but just just for all y'all know, if you want to book me to come either speak or perform or do moderated Q&A at your school or with your organization, all you got to do is go to amandaseals.com backslash contact us and uh, fill out the form and we'll, we'll get connected with you. So thank you for being interested in bringing me out there but also I appreciate her saying like yo we want to know more we want to get the politics of things we want to get understanding right. we want it we got people up here that want to know and so we need to be, we need to be, take action to do so you're not wrong girl you're not wrong we'll be right back see Amanda Seal show the Amanda Seal show we up we up we up we ain't nobody's who no. we shaking up the system 
Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I want to just give a big up to everybody who came out to my screening last Sunday of In Amanda We Trust. Like, it's still just like marinating in my brain about how dope it was. And shout out to everybody who like came with their kefia on. Like, there was a whole squad of folks like but not even like together like they were just coming rocking the kefia when we started the screening i could just feel the energy in the room and i was like you know what y'all can we do a collective scream and baby (laughs) people grounded themselves and just said ah so it was a really safe space so shout out to everybody who came and and enjoyed and uh who gave some commentary on how the show made them feel because i definitely feel empowered to take the show on the road in 2024 so look out for when i come to a city near you all right. Happy birthday to Janelle Monet. Uh, she did y'all see when she flipped the script on Usher? Yeah. Did y'all see that? Yeah, yeah. He was stripping. He knew what to do. He couldn't take it. <laughs> he knew that was happening. Um, also, <laughs> Zoe Kravitz. And uh, let's also give a late happy birthday to Richard Pryor, to the late Richard Pryor, one of the greatest comedians of all time. All right, now coming up this hour, we're spreading more black joy. We got things I learned this week and we'll check the voicemail. All right, so stay connected with us 24-7 on socials at Seal Said It and give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Our phone lines are always open. We also love to hear from you all. Is someone like got you in a situation where you feel like you're kind of crazy? You feel like, mm-hmm. am I tripping? Well, baby, mm-hmm. we gonna clear that up for you. All you gotta do is DM us at Seals Said It with your am I tripping situation. And I'll give you my two cents on if you are tripping or if they are. (laughs) All right. It's time to listen, laugh and learn. It's the Amanda Seals show. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah. They know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. All right, y'all, this is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and it is time, it is time, it is time for another one of these. A story of black joy. All right, hip-hop fans, listen up. So the song Paid in Full has gone from a classic hip-hop record to a simple backdrop of a diss track. And now the term Paid in Full has evolved from musical masterpiece to a vital institution dedicated to caring for hip-hop's legends. Literally I love this. Dues. <laughs> so the Paid in Full this. Foundation aims to provide financial support and healthcare resources to the forefathers and mothers of hip-hop, acknowledging their pivotal contributions to arts and culture. So Nas, we know you love him. You love him, Amanda. So shout out to Nas. He says... I love Nas. Many of the most... In- don't you love I Nas? Never, I don't you love Nas. Nas. You love I like the music. music from the early era of okay. Nas, yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> Nas says, many of the most impactful original artists never received recognition proportional with their exceptional contributions to arts and culture. So the Paid and Fool Foundation aims to rectify that through its grant-making program, both honoring the people who built hip-hop and enabling them to pursue their creative and intellectual pursuits that benefit society. So Nas introduced the first annual Grandmaster Awards, a platform designed to celebrate those who laid the foundations of hip-hop but did not receive or commemorated financial rewards. The inaugural re- recipients of the Grandmaster Award were the iconic figures in hip-hops like the God MC, Rakim, and Houston's very own Scarface. We love to see it. We love to see it. Also, like, them cats laid the foundation in a very, like, legit way, okay? <laughs> yeah. And they can still rap. I feel like if you put Scarface or Rakim on a record right now, like, they still gonna kill it, so... Big ups to organizing and, you know, putting infrastructure together to support our greats because they didn't just make music, they made culture. We'll be right back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and it is time for us to get into the People Versus. 
All right now, y'all. Earlier this week, we talked about Young Thug and his lawyer. What he said, truly humble under God. Amen, amen, amen. Now, Thug was not the only person in court, y'all, for opening statements on Monday. He also had attendance from his single girlfriend, Mariah the Scientist. So this week's People Versus is the People Versus Mariah. Because, baby, she took to Instagram to post on her story to show y'all her little outfit she wore to court. She was wearing a nice little sleek black suit, you know, tie combo, keeping it classy. But this is where it went left, y'all. Under the suit, she wore a YSL branded shirt to the trial of the gang. It's called YSL, allegedly, allegedly. That's not by accident. <laughs> Even though, you know, it's not the same YSL as Yves Saint Laurent. Still, baby, the people in the comments ate her up. It was in her up. Somebody said... I don't think display of YSL anything will work in his favor, but rock out. Somebody also said Jerrica, which is Young Thug's ex-girlfriend, would never. Young has to bring up Jerrica now. Lead Jerrica out of it. Somebody told Mariah she should have ironed her shirt. And somebody else said, if Stick Beside Her was a person, this would be her. <laughs> My favorite one of all, though, was she want to be in jail with him so bad, so bad. <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> So, Amanda, when it comes to the people versus Mariah the Scientist, baby, I'm with the people on this one. Okay. I know you miss okay. your man. I know that's your man, your man, your man. But, baby, next time you're going to wear an acronym, try FUBU. That's, like, safer. For us, by us. Ain't no no affiliations in the courtroom. <laughs> like, I know the lawyer's trying to flip everything, but I don't know if wearing YSL to the, to the RICO charge case. With finding, she ain't playing with y'all. In a minute, she'll be like, fashion will be will be used in the court of law and put your picture mm-hmm. on screen. Don't mm-hmm. play with it. We love the music, though, girl. The album good. So go back to the studio, maybe. Order in the court. That is the People Versus. We'll be right back here at the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Things I learned this week. Yeah. Shout out to you, Seals, for being a real one. We're trying to learn. All right, we're right back at the Amanda Seals Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals, and it's time to get into the things I learned this week. Okay, one, I learned about yet another town that was bulldozed, another black town that was taken out. But this was interesting because I'd never heard one (laughs) shut down for this particular reason. So... Post-Civil War, uh, a brother named Jean-Pierre Fazend basically founded Fazendville, Louisiana. Okay. This was a black town. It was, um, you know, post, post-war post torn time. So this was like a refuge for black folks. They had a grocery okay. store. They had a baseball diamond. Like they were a town. All right. And eventually, though, the National Park Services wanted the town to resemble a battlefield because the town actually was built on a former like confederate battlefield mm. and they were like yeah we want this for like the historical society instead of it for being <laughs> black people and so they literally were able to get the town like removed and make it a historical site Mm-mm. and so they like bulldozed it. the whole goddamn town and there were black people living there that were given six thousand dollars to leave even though a house at the time cost sixteen thousand dollars see I tell you. So, I, you know, Fazenville, Louisiana, look it up. Now they got a little plaque there like that says like, hey, this was here at one time before we acted an ass. Also, um, I learned that I don't know if you heard. I, okay, I ain't never really been into conspiracy theories like that, but okay, there's like real like evidence that, you're, that I'm starting to see that's really bubbling up that is very disconcerting around 9-11 and that okay. there's a apparently it's like known that the the individuals that were on the planes apparently uh-huh. like they had fake passports but the passports once they got them mm-hmm. were revealed to be people that were already dead mm-hmm. and they didn't match the men who were on the plane and that the passports were apparently found in the rubble so, like, oh if you were on that plane and the uh-huh. plane exploded in the building, how was your passport recovered? Untouched? Right. Right. I'm a- 
This too much on Friday. So, okay, all I'm saying is, is that I never really questioned this. And it really lets you know how media and how the politica, the, the politicians like tell us a story and we go along with it. But at that time, mm-hmm. we didn't have social media. We didn't have that type of stuff. So right. you kind of just took it as what it was. And sure enough, shortly after that is when we saw them go to Iraq. And now that we're seeing so many more truths exposed, we have to ask more questions about how things mm-hmm. came to be. So... Mm-hmm. Child, just hit the YouTubes. Hit the YouTubes. Okay. Last thing, we got the holiday season here. And, you know, it is one of those times where we start singing our Christmas songs, our Christmas ditties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, baby, we got to take Jingle Bells off the list. God dang it, we got to take Jingle Bells off the list. Okay. So apparently, Jingle Bells comes from a minstrel song, y'all. Oh, God. Of course. All right. Apparently, course. the song is called One Horse Open Sleigh. It was written by John Pierpont, who was the son of J.P. Morgan mm-hmm. and or, or okay. the nephew. But whatever the case, he re- used to write minstrel songs. He used mm-hmm. to write minstrel songs. And he wrote this song, One Horse Open Sleigh. And it is officially a minstrel song. Like, it's in a book of minstrel songs from the 1800s. And the second and third verse, apparently, are about drag racing and picking up women. Oh wow! And they just okay. like made it a Christmas song, <laughs> dashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh. Dun, dun. All the bells we go, flapping mm-hmm. all the way. Ha ha ha! Bells <laughs> and bobtails ring, making spirits rise. What fun it is to love and sing in a sleigh! Song tonight, cut right. it. <laughs> the verdict is in. No more jingle bells. I mean, it's not my favorite anyway. What's your favorite Christmas song? Probably this Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. Nailed it. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Hey, you've reached the Amanda Seals Show. I know you've been thinking about us. And we've been thinking about you. So go ahead and tell us what's on your mind. When you hear that beep, you know what to do. Leave that message. Hello, I'm interested in... What your opinion is on Jesse Seinfeld? He's been saying a lot of very outlandish, outlandish, and seemingly white supremacist sort of things, like Michael Rappaport. And I've been taken aback uh, by how a lot of the Jewish celebrities um, have been really abhorrently ignoring what's going on with the Palestinians, uh, but are obsessed with uh, their own culture and um, how they've misconstrued what's going on right now. I'm interested in what your thoughts are. I guess she's talking about Jessica Seinfeld. Is that who she's talking about? Uh, Jessica or Jerry, one or the other. Oh, she said Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, I don't put it anything past she said folks. Jesse. Yeah, I didn't hear Right, because Jerry. his wife's name is Jessica Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> okay. And her page does have a bunch of this. Mind you, these she was all Black Lives Matter. Okay? She was definitely into the whole, like, anti-racist. She was leaving me DMs and comments and whatnot. But they really, these Zionists, like, they really feel like it's all good unless you're questioning our behavior. So mm. there's that. Um, it, you know, they're like, yeah... They, we, those cops shouldn't hurt those black people, but we can. <laughs> I mean, that's really what they are. And you know, Jerry Seinfeld is one of my favorite comics of all time. Y'all know I don't play about the show Seinfeld, but he's never been somebody that's about diversity. I mean, he's always said like, oh, we shouldn't be worrying about diversity. We should be worrying about if someone is funny. And it's like, okay, 
I understand what you're saying, but if we're right. only basing someone's level of humor on one type of metric that is typically mm-hmm. a certain white boy metric, then mm-hmm. we are not considering that there is the same way there's multiple types of intelligence. There's multiple right. types of humor because them mm-hmm. same white boys couldn't come on deaf poetry. I mean, couldn't come on deaf comedy jam and kill. You feel me? Talk about it. So yeah. there's that. But, you know, um, over here at the Amanda Seal Show, we are really all about education and we're about truth and we are about um, not supporting settler colonial states. And that's just kind of the vibe over here. We're also really about Black Joy on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. We are also really about um, candy. I'm a big fan <laughs> of candy. Uh, um, and we're really about... Yes, and we're really about quizzes and we're really about pets. You know, all of us here, we're really about it. So those are the things that we're about, okay? We're not about essay. We're not about um, people who work for Revolt, um, you know, settling suits in 24 hours. Um, we're just, these. so I'm just trying to give you all a, an overview um, of what we're about over here. And we really appreciate being at a place where we can be about these things because we know so many of you all out there feel seen when we speak mm-hmm. about them and we are happy to see you we'll be right back the Amanda Seal Show the Amanda Seal Show we up, we up, we up we ain't nobody's fool no. we shaking up the Seal Show, and today is Friday, December 1st. Did you know it's Rosa Parks Day? I didn't know Rosa Parks had a day. Me either. First time hearing that. Me neither. Hey, girl. It was on this day in 1955. <laughs> you silly. Hey, girl. It was on this day in 1955 that Rosa Parks refused to give up her oh. seat on a bus to a white passenger in Montgomery, Alabama, initiating the Montgomery bus boycott. And I gotta tell you, I didn't realize it was winter. Hmm. They boycotted in winter. I know they had a coat. I knew that. But I, but I thought I knew the coat was just now. a part of the look. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, preachers love a coat. <laughs> Not just the preachers aesthetic. Love a coat. So that's what I really thought it was. Well, the aesthetic was a part of the revolution because they was like, you Thanks. not going to have us out here looking a mess. Listen, they was getting them kitten heels together and then pink curls was dropping. Always. Always. All right. Now, uh, coming up this hour... We got Charles Blow. Journalist Charles Blow is going to join us for another edition of For the Record. I want to hear from you guys. We'll check the voicemail. All right. So stay connected with us 24 7 on socials at Seal Said It and give us a call at 1 855 Amanda 8. That's 1 855 262 6328. Our phone lines are always open. All right. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. It's the Amanda Seals Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Hope you're enjoying a lovely Friday with us. It's a fun day Friday, and it's also a Black Joy Friday. A story of Black Joy. Now, we know, y'all, that Black maternal health care is very important. So this Black Joy story is dedicated to that. So Washington's first Black-owned birthing center is now open, paving the way for minority-owned health care businesses. So FISA Farrell recently opened the doors to the Federal Birthway Center, the first licensed Black-owned freestanding wow. health facility for women in the state of Washington. Washington, y'all, the state, not the District of Columbia, the state. Okay, okay, so, got it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Uh, so for, she, she has 20 years of expertise in enhancing birthing experiences, particularly for black women and brown women. She says she created this center with a vision of improving health outcomes and reduce birth complication rights, which we know is highly prevalent. She also says this is just a drop in a bucket because she has lots of plans for the center. So shout out to her in Washington. We know we need this. I, you know, I, I don't know how many black folks really are in the area where she's at, but I think it's it's great for her to start this because hopefully it then dovetails. And, you know, we've mm-hmm. been seeing a lot of like these efforts to do things that are undermining things specifically for black folks, like saying, oh, it's discriminatory, et cetera, et cetera. But that doesn't mean that we stop. <laughs> OK, because right. they're not making stuff for black folks. They make stuff and say it's for everybody and then they discriminate against everybody. That's what happens. So we Listen. have to continue to make stuff just for us and that focuses on the specific things that we are dealing with and black women's maternal health 
is a crisis in this country. It's a crisis. All right. So shout out to FISA parole because it always takes, it just takes one person to start. And then they lead the way. And there are so many shoulders that we are standing on as black folks because somebody said, you know what? It's typically because a black woman said, you know what? (laughs) (laughs) That's how it starts. Keep it locked right here at the Amanda Seal Show. We got more for you, so don't move. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Amanda Seal Show, delving deep into your favorite creator's musical insights. I know this is one of your favorite records, and it's one of mine, too. Talking about their favorite records. It's for the record. Yeah, everybody loves that song. Man, it was number one in the country. What's good, y'all? See Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here, and it is time to go for the record with journalist and author extraordinaire Charles Blow. You can check out his documentary, South to Black Power, streaming now on HBO Max. All right, so Charles, this is the way it's going to go. I'm going to okay. give you a I feel scenario. like I'm on Smart, Funny, and Black again. Okay, go, go, go. <laughs> good, good, good. Smart, Funny, and Black. We love it. So I'm going to give you a scenario that is personal to you, and you're just going to tell me a song that comes to mind that relates to this type of moment, all right? Okay. It's easy. Okay. It's fun. I know you have a very, a very deep crate of records in that brain. All My right? brother was a deep. There we go. See, we already there, y'all. Picky, picky. <laughs> all right. First song for the record. Tell me, South of Black Power. You are a very big proponent of moving back to the South, and you talk so much intellectually and like lovingly about the South. What is a song? That you think of that represents the South. The oh, that South. represents the South. Yes. And it, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be the quintessential song, but like, what's a song that you feel like when you hear that, it makes you think about the South. Like it makes you feel good about the South. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. See, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Amanda, I'm not good at this. Um <laughs> You didn't. You never even tried yet. I. Okay, so I. I like. This is a genre. It's not even a song. This. Okay, there is a whole genre of country soul music that is slightly raunchy, uh, very, very country folksy. Okay. Uh, 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 but it's not blues. It's it's bluesy, but it's okay. more modern. Interesting. Can you name I, any I artists in this from, genre? I got Esco from high school. Her one of her songs was "I Need a Lumberjack." And it's all coded language. <laughs> I need a lumberjack. Right, right, right. right. It's a, a, a lot of says, Don't bring me no two by four. I need, you know, don't, I need a lumberjack. You know, like, uh, so yeah. It's very, it's funny. It's 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 interesting. It's I also think it's just fascinating that. Subgenres of music can still exist, and that people are not making, they're not super famous, but they're making music because they love music and there's an audience for it. I mean, I remember Supreme, our DJ, uh, telling us about telling me about like he ended up at like a blues show in Atlantic City, and it was like a whole it's a whole culture, a whole world, a whole situation. Yes, so you just put yes. me on. I didn't even know yeah. that there was a whole genre of music that was calling for lumberjacks. All yes, right. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, what about Aaron? One well, of my other favorite songs from that is like from a guy named Pooh Nanny, and his song was Naturally. "That Baby Ain't Black Enough." He was talking about Lilibet. He was talking about. He was talking about (laughs) his significant other had a child, and (laughs) he was suspicious about the paternity of this child. (laughs) Is this the Negress? (laughs) Dang. (laughs) 
right. All right. I love that. See, we learn and we learn and we learn it. All right. Now tell me, I mean, you, I feel like on your Instagram page, you talk a lot about your family, you know, mm-hmm. your, your sons, they've been, they're doing so well, et cetera. What is a song that reminds you of your family? Ooh, uh, Stephanie Mills, When I Think of Home. When I Think of oh. Home, my, that yes. home. Yes, yes. Why? Tell me. I like Stephanie. Uh, uh, and, uh, I like The Wiz more than I like The, uh, uh The Wizard of Oz, but, like, I, that, that idea, the, I, you know, there's a profound idea in this about going away and feeling lost and finding your, building your own community uh, of friends and finding your way back home and that that is where the love of your, your life is, but you found other love along the way. I, I think it's it's a child's story, but it's also very profound and kind of relates to what I'm doing now. I mean, you've lived in a number of cities, like small and large. Where do you feel like home no, is only, all, only three. Four. Atlanta, so, New York. Home, hometown, college town, Detroit, New York. And then I, I came to Atlanta. That's it. So that's five. That's five. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about that. Five, 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 five. <laughs> but I just feel like, you know, I think we're a mathematician you... all of a sudden. <laughs> I, I got five fingers. I can count that. Anything past 10, you got me. But where do you feel like it's home for you? I always say that wherever you've spent the most time in your life is home. Uh, but when I go back to the place where I was raised, my mother still lives in the same little piece of property where I grew up. Mm-hmm. It just, it, you know, there's something clicks in you. I think it, you know, you're, you're recalling, it's nostalgic. I'm, I'm very comfortable and um, at peace there. So that's mm-hmm. home. Uh, I think that n- New York, where I lived for 25 years, will always have a piece oh, wow. of me. Yeah. Um, uh, and now, you know, the home, you start over building home. Yep. So I've only been in Atlanta for four years and January I'll be here four years. So you're, you know, you're still learning a place at that point. We are in the mix of a for the record with Charles Blow, journalist, author, you got an opera. I mean, I feel like a lot of people don't know your level of multifaceted, uh, multi-hyphenateness. Okay. I mean, because okay. I think, you know what I mean? Like, again, like, so right just now you were like, oh, I thought this was supposed to be funny. I think I'm supposed to be funny. And it's like, I feel like a lot of people don't know you are hilarious. Like you are. I mean, I mean, the first time I met you, we were on a panel with Spike Lee at NYU. And I was very like, okay, this is going to be very serious. This is going to be very serious. And you were not that serious that day. (laughs) You were giving all of us the quips and the wit. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. I I can do this. I can do this. But I feel like, you know, you are gifted, of course, at really keeping Black folks on course with, okay, y'all, pay attention to this. Don't miss, don't don't miss that. Pay attention to that. And that's something that I really have committed myself to also trying to do with these platforms. And so sometimes it's jokes and sometimes it's not. But do you know how I first got into news? No, I don't. I was a designer. Information designer. A designer? I was really good at it, by the way. I'm not surprised. You won all the international awards. I love that work. Designing what? I love... We designed... We said we did... It was like data design. So it was like maps, charts, diagrams, uh, explanations, a plane goes down, what, what went wrong? The, the space shuttle explodes, we tracked down NASA, where, what panel, what screw was loose, we produce a diagram, like I, I can draw like a lot, very well. And so See? we produce a diagram of the thing. That, but I knew it. Yes. And so we would produce a diagram of the thing and show like exactly what happened. See, now when you said designer, I just assumed you meant interior design because I feel like that's also in your crawl. Well, I think all, well, my universal theory of design is that all design is connected, that, that, that mm. architecture is connected to interior, it's connected to fashion, it's connected to data. 
that there there's a philosophical there's a, a philosophical thread that runs through it all. And so I used to when I was I was the graphics director at times, um, and I would teach people Flex. that we would go on field trips, we would go to the museum, we'd go to the the wax museum to see how they did things because all of this to me was connected. And the only way you were going to be creative is you got out of this box of thinking that you're small and remember that you're large. And like that's how I thought of it. I took I took fashion classes. I was like I want to know everything about everything of design. Like I want to know. Well, then tell me this. What is a song that you get into a creative space with? So, okay. So when I was writing the book, I Mm -hmm. I did this thing that James Baldwin taught me. I read a thing about James Baldwin. He said when he was trying to finish his book, he took one Bessie Smith album and went to Switzerland, white people in white mountains. And he was trying to remind himself of what he must have sounded like as a child. I was like, that is brilliant. So when I was writing... Every decade, every year I could find, I would find the song that I like best from that day, of that year. And it really does work. It reminds you of what you were thinking, what you would do. It's just in the background playing, uh-huh. but it does jog memory because you can remember little things about like, what was I hearing when this was playing and whatever. So I'm always like, it's a, the, the songs are very specific to whatever period I'm trying to recall. Fascinating. Is there one particular song that like stands out that you remember? Uh, I remember Brick House when I was a little boy, but it was, I was probably about five or six years old. And my <laughs> older brothers would sing this song because they liked the girls and they were like, she's that brick. You know, like, it's just a great <laughs> Lumberjacks, song. Brick House. I loved, I loved everything Michael Jackson did because I thought that I was Michael Jackson because I was like, Naturally. he has four older brothers and I have four older brothers and I would cut my little pants into little... The, uh, <laughs> Things, so they would like shit. Like I thought that this guy was me. So I loved everything about him. ABC, the whole thing. Uh, like little Mike, not adult Mike. Although naturally, he, he, yeah, 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 yeah. Little Mike is a different, you know. But, but Mike. Uh, yeah, but like, yeah, I was, I was into it. You were into it. All right. Well, this is the last one. We've been into it. See, so you started, and you was like, I'm not good at this. You're great at this. All right. Now, I don't know if you do this, but if you do, or if you did, what is a song? That you would play when you know that you just molly an article. Like you just finished it. You just, the edit is done. It's sent. You know, like, yo, I, they, they got one. They got it. They got a banger. Oh, I don't know. Okay, so, uh, I don't even know if, if this guy was a one hit wonder if he had a career. <laughs> but you remember Mano's Hey, Hey, Hi, Hater? I love that song. <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> Hi, Hater. Shout out to Mano. Mano has always been a very nice guy. <laughs> That's such a random. I did not expect Mano to come up. <laughs> Mano is somewhere hanging out with Lil' Kim. You know, he was always very like ride or die with Lil' Kim. When do you know an article is done? Like when you're writing and you have, you know, gotten the point across. Like when do you know, okay, I'm done? Okay, I think people have a more romantic notion of how newspaper articles are written, but there's just mm-hmm. it's just constant panic until you press the button. Like, it's, there's no like romance in it. Like, I there there are some on location, um, uh-huh. when I'm reporting in the field where I know I uh, part of what I like to do is pay attention to granular detail. And so I know when I see the bent spoon that's, you know, whatever that still has yeah. the food on it, I know that that's, I know what I I know what I have and I, or I know what I, I, I'm talking to someone and they say something and I'm like, that's it. Or I pay attention to how they're dressed mm. or that they're crying and they're wiping the tears. I, I know the things that are going to make that work. But with it's, with it's strictly kind of persuasive argument, it's just like panic. Like I'm like, okay, wh- 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 you know, <laughs> what, what do I, what do I believe? What do I have to say? You know, um, really? So, uh, yes, yes, yes. It doesn't come off. Like you've seen like somebody who's very like, this is what it is. And this is what you're getting. And it's done. That is not it. Like I spent many years, like in a complete panic, like to the point where I had to like, take, I'm like, sir, Mr. Doctor, sir, can you give me something for these? <laughs> Mr. But, Doctor. Uh, so, but no, like, because I think for most of us living just our regular lives, we don't have to know absolutely how we 
feel on every issue. And in fact, we can change from one conversation to the next. We can talk to this friend and right. between the time we talk to that with the next one, we change a little record. bit about it because we're like, yeah, I thought about it. Well, we don't have that luxury. Like you, it's printed. Like, so do you believe this? Was this true? Did you? So you have to gain some resolution within yourself constantly about how you feel about things. And sometimes it is it contradicts so much you can't even write because it's like you can't write about that subject because you're like, I don't, it's not clear to me how I feel. Right, about right, it. right. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. but that process of revealing yourself and coming to know yourself at the same time is part of what writing a column is. There y'all go. All of y'all listening who are journalists or who are influencers, and not, and, and let me just say those two things are not interchangeable. Um that is a very, there you go. You just got the real right there. Charles, thank you so much for joining us on For the Record. Y'all know that you're not getting the whole interview if you're listening on the radio, but you can check out the whole extended interview when you go to wherever you get your podcast and put in the Amanda Seals show, all right? We also got Charles joining us later this week with Back of the Class. I want to hear about what was young Charles like in school? I know you want to too, because that brain, that brain is very developed, all right? We're going to get into that. We got more Fun Day Friday right here for you. Don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seals show. The Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's Amanda Seals. And Jeremy, I like the Bible. And you've reached The, the Amanda, Amanda Seals Show. We love hearing your opinions on the things we discuss. And that's why we love when you give us a call and speak your mind. You know what to do with the beep. Leave that message. Hi, Amanda Seals. I just wanted to shout out the show and express my thankfulness. I'm immensely grateful for your consistent efforts in bringing closed-door conversations to light. I'm thankful because now more than ever, there's a surge in independent research highlighting the importance of discerning truth from propaganda, from untrusted media outlets and influencers. I'm thankful for witnessing the massive wave of people, hundreds, thousands and millions protesting for a free Palestine because guess what? We have the numbers. (laughs) I'm the founder of Systemic Racism is a Disease Don't Make Me Sick clothing brand, and it addresses issues like the school-to-prison pipeline and the entire systemic cycle on the back of my shirts. I actively engage with the community by literally handing out cash to people who will Google on their phones or consult a friend about what systemic racism is. And I give even more cash to people who can provide an example. The shift I'm grateful to have seen and noticed is that many individuals who don't even desire the prize money after engaging in the research themselves. I'm telling you, a revolution is on the horizon that is embedded in research, numbers, and humanity. And you guys are at the forefront of this, (laughs) broadcasting to anyone who could listen and hear. And I'm just so thankful for you guys. Have a blessed day. Thank you so much. I really was... uh... I'm, I know that the giving money away thing is a real like TikTok, YouTube um, phenomenon, mm-hmm. but that's definitely a different, a different, int- a different inroad into it. I feel like I usually see it either about like tell a dating story or, you know, um, or if someone will pretend that they're in need. And then if someone gives them something, <laughs> then they'll be like, I actually don't. I'm not actually don't need anything. I have way more money than you. Here's a bunch of money. Um, so, you know, that's also a vibe. Uh, but thank you so much. And I appreciate you. I mean, I do feel like, yeah, we are in broadcast and mm-hmm. anyone with a platform, you are, I believe, obligated to use that platform for change or at least for positive change um, or for the betterment of the people. So I try my best to do that. And I appreciate you saying that uh, you feel like we're doing that. So 
shout out to you and shout out to your efforts as well because it sounds like you're doing that in your own space. Keep it locked right here the Amanda Seals Show. Don't move. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Amanda Seals show. I am Amanda Seals. If you haven't subscribed to my Patreon and you want to support me, make sure you do that. It's a good little place. You know, we do uh, ad free episodes of my podcast. We have bonus content from other stuff I'm performing. I'm doing. We also have a bonus content from small doses podcast. And every week I share with y'all this week in Amanda land, some, some pictures and, you know, insight from my life that y'all ain't getting nowhere else. Okay. The seal okay. squad gets insight. into like my actual lifestyle. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're using believe. Uh, Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, listen, the SEAL squad knew I was in Belize. <laughs> Instagram. didn't even know. The, the, the <laughs> Minnesota SEAL show staff didn't even know what you was in Belize. <laughs> I'm stealthy. What can I say? What can I say? All right, coming up this hour, we're going to share more Black Joy. We're also celebrating 50 years of hip hop with the Black Spin. And we're going to talk about going to the club. Now, we've been talking about it all week because we were talking about our group chat topic of the week, but I'm not done. I'm not done. You know, I, th- I want to talk about like my era in the club when I was DJing. Like that was a time. That was a whole Ooh. other. Yeah, that was a time. So we're going to get into that when I was hosting and DJing. We're also going to go with things I learned this week and check the voicemail. So we got all of that coming at you. So make sure if you miss any of the show, you check us out wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So make sure you do that. And if you want to follow us on social media, hit us up at Seal Said It. Keep it locked. We'll be right back with more on your fun day Friday at the Amanda Seals show. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals show. I am Amanda Seals, and it is time for us to hit you with another one of these. A story of black joy. All right. We talked about Texas earlier in the show, but Texas is back. What's up, Houston? So Houston-based engineer Kara Branch is inspiring black girls to learn more about STEM through her nonprofit organization called Black Girls Do Engineer. So the organization provides about 60 girls each year from kindergarten to college age members with mentorship, education and resources to learn more about the STEM field. So the program has a 100% college acceptance rate. And also they've given out 44K in scholarships um, since 2019. So, you know, look at that. Also, Kara says this, I've always been the only black woman in all my roles. So I knew I had to do something to make mm-hmm. that change. With that passion and knowing that girls were out there wanting to do this, I had to go find them. They drive me to do it every day. Shout out to Kara Branch. I love this. So I work with an organization called the Black Girl Freedom Fund. And Mm -hmm. essentially there's like something like $3 billion or something like that, or like $30 billion. There's like a crazy amount of philanthropy money that is exchanged Mm -hmm. every year. And philanthropy money is basically like all these corporations, they have a bunch of money that they put out into the philanthropic market for a write-off. But it ends up getting assigned, you know, to different causes, right? Mm -hmm. And so you'll think about like, you know, uh, breast cancer awareness. That's a cause that will get philanthropic funding, right? You'll think about like uh, girls sports will get a call, you know, we'll get philanthropic funding, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Organizations that are specifically for black women get something like 3% of philanthropic funding. (laughs) Not a surprise. surprise. (laughs) Like it's like crazy. (laughs) So the Black Girl Freedom Fund essentially um, has like, is in place to like fill the gap to try to make sure that philanthropic money is getting like awareness about these other organizations. And it's really important. I mean, when we looked at uh, the freedom, uh, the freedom fund that, you know, Edward Blum is trying to go after, you know, Mm -hmm. they're really trying to undermine like, Oh, like this is just for black women and it's discriminatory, discriminatory. And it's not, it's specific. Yeah. And I love that. And I think that's the thing that we're, you know, I had done a post on my Instagram where this sister was talking about how, there's like a meme going around where after a woman breaks up with somebody, like within three days, she has like a bands, a master's degree. Um, she's got a new trade, et cetera, et cetera. And somebody came in my comments and he was like, you know, I, I, I think this is great, but I wish that it was um, gender agnostic. And I was just like, why, why do y'all do this? <laughs> they said, what why about do y'all it? do this? <laughs> like, why can't something just be for a group, particularly a group that is not, 
um, at the top. Like, mm-hmm. why can't it just be for these people? Mm-hmm. Okay, the reason why there are things specifically for disabled people, the reason why there are things mm-hmm. specifically for black people, the reason why there are things specifically for, um, you know, non-English speakers, etc., is mm-hmm. because they are not the majority. Right. <laughs> and so right. there has to be concerted effort made to make space for them in the majority. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you go to a restaurant and they got crayons, and coloring sheets for the kids. Because <laughs> they're like, we understand. Us? Yeah, we understand. They, while you're here, there's going to be a lot of talking happening over your head. So right. we're going to take care of you. That's what it's about. So shout out to Kara Branch and everybody else who's doing this type of thinking for these groups because they, we need it. The, the people who care about this, the people who run this country don't care about the people who are in this country. We have to care about each other. That's the actual revolution. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Hey, I'm Amanda Seals, and it's time for The Blackspin. The Blackspin, that is. Okay, so all week we've been talking about the club. Okay, mm-hmm. because our group chat topic of the week was based on the fact that apparently the Gen Zers are like, you know what, the club ain't hitting like nope. it used to be hitting. They see the old school pics, you know, the throwbacks, and they're <laughs> like, wow, like, Y'all was really in the club. And they're like, it's just, it, it, why doesn't it feel that way for us? And I got to tell you all, it's one basic answer. Because y'all got phones. Okay? <laughs> it's the phone. That's really all it is. <laughs> it's not that we didn't have phones, but we didn't have phones with all these capabilities. You know, three mm-hmm. lenses on the back and all type of mess. We didn't have none of that. We was in the club and we had a little flip phone, maybe. And you could maybe text somebody. <laughs> but by the time you got the text out, the song is already done. Because you got to press the letter <laughs> You got to press the button four times just to get to the next letter. Yes. But I will say that what I loved about going to the club was that it just always felt like a high school senior trip. (laughs) Like, because it was like a community. Like you were just always running into the same people. You know, it was like you were, you were having like these, these party moments that I never got Mm -hmm. to have in like high school. You know, when you see these, these TV, these movies of like the keggers and the house parties, like, right. I never had that. Um, but when I was in New York in my early twenties, it was just so fun to like go out to the club and always see somebody, you know, you know, and then at a point when I didn't have to stand in line, that was even better because I was an MTV DJ. (laughs) Then I was hosting at the club and someone said on my Instagram that the club is like weekly prom and they're not lying. Like it was (laughs) a time. Except we were wearing capris. Oh, my God. When I think about the outfits, though, I'd be like, oof, child. And I had so many Kangos. So many Kangos. But it was really, honestly, like, New York at that time was such a special energy. And I cannot believe how safe I felt. I really felt safe. Yeah. Like, I mean, you would be at the club and you'd be twisted. But you would be able to get home safely. And I don't feel like it's necessarily the same at this point. Um, I think it's definitely a lot more dangerous. I feel like it's a lot more like people are just don't a lot more paranoid. And I mean, they I had rowdy music though. You had that rowdy music in your day. The Nucky Few Bucks, all of that's going on. It's we had rowdy that. music, but like Nucky Few Buck and all that crunk music, like it was more just like energy versus like sinister. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I feel like right. when you see like all the stories you hear about being roofied and having to watch a drink, like uh-huh. You definitely needed to do that. But now it's just it's like on a whole other level. Right. Mm-hmm. It's on a whole other level. So I was also DJing in the club. So that was the thing, too. Like just being able to really like get my DJ chops on and know what record needed to come next to make the crowd go. Oh, then I took it to live painting in the club. Okay. So now. I used to live <laughs> paint in the club. Shout out to my homeboy, Pesu. <laughs> who we used to partner and they would literally have like a little stage in the club and we would have a canvas and like the club is going around, going on around us while we are painting a piece. And by the end of the night, we would finish the piece and sometimes somebody would buy it. Sometimes they didn't, but like, these are the times, these are the times we all wish for. It was a time. It was a time. What's, what's the top three club bangers at that era? The top three, the top three club bangers of that era. Okay, first of all, when Jeezy came out, it was curtains. Like it was 
um, what's the song I'm thinking of right now? Jeezy and Jay-Z did the remix. Uh, it was, it was, I just remember like that being a thing. Also, your man 50 Cent had the club on 10 million. Okay. <laughs> like it was a whole situation. Um, and I would say, I mean, I'm not, this, I'm not, this necessarily, it necessarily didn't last long, but like when Lean Back came out, Oh. And the whole club was doing the lean <laughs> back. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like this was really, really like a, a moment. So I'm trying to remember the Jeezy song. First I'm going to stack my and then what? Then I'm going to hang down. And then what? And then what? Yeah. Yeah. And then what? That was, that was a whole thing. It was just, it was, it was a time. It was a time. And you know what I always say? I was there. <laughs> I was there. That's another edition of The Black Spin. We'll be right back on a fun day Friday at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, well, thank y'all for joining us on this Black Joy Friday. We covered so many stories, and I want to shout out Charles Blow for joining us um, for the record. It's so funny whenever we do for the record how people are always like, I'm not good at this, and then proceed to be excellent at it and share right. insightful information, put up songs that we haven't thought about in a long time, etc. So that was great. We also had a lot of Black Joy stories from Nas and Ms. Sonia White in Texas, a first grade teacher who had her children go on a mock trip to Mexico. But then off of that mock trip, they got to go on a real trip and you got to listen to the podcast to find out where that was. All right. So if you missed any of the show, make sure you go check out your podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can also check out the latest episode of my podcast, Small Doses. This week's episode is Side Effects of Political Comedy with Roy Wood Jr. You saw him on The Daily Show for eight years. He's since there. He's since left and is talking to us all about it. So make sure you check that out. Okay. If you miss any part of the show, remember, go to wherever you get your podcast. Call us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's one 855 If you're still eating Thanksgiving leftovers, make sure you also call up 911. Okay? Make sure you do that because going to have to keep them on speed dial. Your stomach is going to implode. I hope everybody is having a great after holiday week. If you've been putting up your Christmas decorations, I commend you because I'm still trying to negotiate if I want to go to the storage space to get mine. We'll be here on Monday and I hope you're with us. Make sure to have a good, solid, peaceful weekend. And remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Peace. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.